We are live in five, <laughs> four, three, two. <laughs> Dude. Hello, gentle listeners. Welcome to the Diogenes Club podcast of Buffy, Slayer of the Vampires. Grr, <laughs> there are spoilers ahead and swears ahead, so if those aren't your thing, please turn off your podcast. This time, we will be discussing Buffy, Season 1, Episode 5, Never Ever Kill a Boy on the First Date, wherein the Slayer tries to have a normal date out with a normal boy, and even he has a dark side. Meanwhile... <laughs> <laughs> as weak as it may be. <laughs> Meanwhile, Buffy's mind, heart, and spirit are pretty sure she should be fighting vampires right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of... It, it's not a lot of people's favorite episodes, um, but it's one of the more telling episodes. It is a very Especially telling in the first season. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, as always, I am Jen. This is my sister, Snard. Or Michelle. Whatever. We are the sisters, Tuck it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so... To begin our episode, unless you have anything... Not really. Okay. You know, we're just going to kind of dive in like normal. Yep. Right on. Splashy, splash. (laughs) Splash. So we open with Buffy battling a vampire in the graveyard. She quips and her hair is normal, so we know all is well with Buffy. (laughs) (laughs) She does the vampire and Giles pops up, literally. That's so funny. (laughs) Giles. (laughs) (laughs) He critiques her technique. She should plunge and move on. It's critique in a box. It's critique in a coffin. Critique in a... We still don't know what those things are called. The oh, yeah. Stone... I, I swear they're sarcophagi yeah. or something. If you're in they're, Egypt, yeah. it would definitely be a sarcophagus. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Giles spots a ring, but he needs to consult his, uh, we assume, dusty books yes. <laughs> to make sense of the ring. But a uh, <laughs> And we do know, since uh, we've watched the whole series, that supernatural objects do not dust along with vampires. Yes. And this is the first time we've seen it. Yes. And I, I love this about the show. Um, this is one of the wonderful things that the show does. It doesn't really spell this kind of thing out for us, but it's consistent throughout. And I love that the show thinks we're smart. Yes, I, I agree. adore that. Well, and it's the nice thing about the magical objects in the show is they kind of have this... Um, I mean, it, there's a lot of pagan stuff going on, obviously, with, like, the Slayer being female and things. But, like, so in pagan and Shinto and animistic um, cultures, things that are magical actually have their own spirit, their own soul. So you wouldn't be dusting something else's soul. Oh. You wouldn't be able to. So these things are able to hold over. Oh. I don't that's know if the writers went that deep, but that's kind of how I see it. That's really interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the Master is also consulting a dusty book. <laughs> yes, which in our, our, a nice ironic cut. Oh, fantastic. I love the ironic <laughs> cuts. There will be plenty of them throughout the show. All the time. <laughs> They're some of our favorite things. Yes. Uh, he is uh, he's reading aloud to his minions a prophecy regarding the anointed. Basically, the anointed is the harbinger of death, and he will lead to the slayer to her end. Sorry, wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the anointed is trouble for Buffy, is the bottom line here. The prophecy is actually really accurate, believe it or not. Uh, there's just a big gap between Buffy not knowing the anointed and Buffy being led into hell. Pretty cool, though. Mm-hmm. The master quotes that five will die and from their ashes the anointed will rise. Uh, the master is totally treating this like a church sermon, which is a nice touch. <laughs> it really is, yeah. <laughs> he is excited about attaining his greatest weapon against the slayer and roughs up his vamps to illustrate the point. Here endeth the lesson, he says. <laughs> which uh, echoes it all the way into the last season what Buffy says to the potentials after slaying the uber vamp. In the Thunderdome. In the Thunderdome, <laughs> yes. So that kind of made us start questioning, and we'll have to track this a little bit, but does some part of the master stay with Buffy? Is there some master consciousness 
that stays with her. Because she sure is strong after she pops up after yeah, he kills her. She really is. She seems to feel a lot better, but also a lot less human. Mm-hmm. There's something about her that has changed, un- like yes, unalterably has. changed um, from then on. So we'll have to keep track of that. And gentle listeners, please help us with that. It is pretty interesting. Like, is that step one in the vampire transform <laughs> transformative you know step like Maybe. you like you uh in the process do you, do you bite somebody and they take some of your essence and then if you kill them it doesn't matter well, maybe, it go anywhere, but maybe then if you... it isn't even necessarily the master maybe it's uh something about her being killed by a vampire and then you know so the the next one is chosen the next layer is is you know Kendra. called or whatever um she's kendrified so, yes she's kendrified <laughs> <laughs> with mr pointy um <laughs> So what if something about having called another slayer makes you less human? Like what if that human essence goes with you? Well, we know that we know we know from evidence and I don't know how much you want to get into this, but we know from evidence from the show that Buffy is no longer the active slayer. Um what she oh, calls Kendra. Right. So I, mean, oh. I wonder if there's something about that. Yeah, we'll just have to keep an eye out yeah, for it. It's, but this it's is, interesting. Yeah, this little bit it just makes me think like is it even his like sermon approach and where he's kind of being punitive um it just feels a lot like future buffy right. and it's not like buffy was there to hear that either buffy did no. not hear that at She's all not she did not this pick that up from master for her. yeah <laughs> right. like this is an ironic thing for her it's just kind of showing up so you know it's very interesting let's keep an eye out very interesting uh in the library giles is indeed consulting his books as he does uh, since Buffy has her mind within five feet of her, she notices a sun and three stars on the side of the <laughs> ring, and she uses Giles' books to identify the symbol as indicating the Order of Aurelius. Yes. <laughs> and, and Giles actually seems a little bit pouty. He does. He's a little <laughs> pouty about it. He wasn't used to his mind powers being stolen. <laughs> Owen appears. We don't know Owen, but Buffy does. Giles has momentarily forgotten that his official job is not so much watcher as school librarian, and Owen is looking for a book. He can't be without Emily Dickinson for a few hours, it seems. He confesses that he loves Emily much like a security blanket, so Owen is either very secure with himself admitting to a cute girl, (laughs) that kind of thing, or completely insane. (laughs) But I think he's supposed to come across as deep. I guess. Yes. Most girls, I, I think a lot of the girls I knew went for this kind of guy when I was her age, Buffy's I can age. see it. I can I, see it. I was so not that. Yeah, I can know. I can see that. Yeah. You think he's got more substance. and he's, he's broody. Sadly for Owen, he does not. But No, no. You scratch that surface, you just get more surface. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, broody, is, well, we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, lucky for him, Buffy likes quirky and possibly insane people, so she takes it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it takes one to know one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Buffy's not quite sure who Emily Dickinson is. <laughs> Emily Dickens. <laughs> Probably because she's more of a perky, happy person who won't get really dark and uh, depressive until, well, a few seasons from now. Uh, how awesome would it be if in season six we notice that Buffy is reading Emily oh my Dickinson? God. <laughs> 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 let's keep an eye on Buffy's bookshelves and see if anything shows oh up God. there shall that we? would be amazing <laughs> she, she starts like walking through the graveyard saying I know <laughs> I'm no one who are you are you nobody too <laughs> oh let's keep an eye out for that kind of thing <laughs> shall we <laughs> uh, Owen doesn't think Buffy strikes him as a reader so much and it's insulting but he's kind of right uh, also not only uh, is Buffy not offended by this, uh, she immediately tries to act like she is the kind of person Owen would like. 
she will do this a lot, trying to turn herself into whatever a dude she likes is into. Which, come on, Buffy, you're a superhero. That's plenty. Yeah. Well, and all we need to do is look at their costuming in this scene to know, because Buffy usually in our first uh, scene is wearing some kind of solid color top, usually white. Uh, and right now she's wearing this really short little flash kind of 60s uh, mm-hmm. green and white dress. And Owen is wearing the drabest drabby of gray. <laughs> like he just comes in like he's planning on like fading into the wallpaper. <laughs> And then Buffy's this huge pop of color and she has the tall boots and she's just like bubbly and all over the place. And, and they obviously aren't meant to be together. Not so much. Compatible. We just know by looking at them right now, <laughs> yes. they are not supposed to be together. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah. Or Buffy's other love to show. And a funny part, <laughs> Buffy explains how much she loves books, but not the big scary book that's in clear view on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Giles says uh, this one she doesn't love. <laughs> Nicely played, Giles. Giles also admits that Emily Dickinson is quite a good poet for an American. (laughs) Uh, After Owen leaves, Giles wants to talk about the actual threat of the Order of Aurelius. And and we we did have to just have a moment for Giles' expression. At oh, yeah. it's it's a it's yeah. an eye roll. This is much. a great. It's episode. a British person eye oh, roll. It is, yeah. <laughs> this is a great episode for watching the people who aren't the main action. Mm. Like, really pay attention to the people who are in the background. It's amazing. There are a lot of what the fuck's going on. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> like everybody's reaction to Buffy and Owen is just making it obvious <laughs> to us that Owen is not a thing. Right. Like even a little, <laughs> tiny bit. <laughs> so um. Giles is trying to get Buffy back on track with, you know, vampires and death and mayhem. And but does this not make the outfit make me look bad? <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> uh, Buffy is much more concerned with Owen and pretty much ignores Giles. Uh, but Buffy definitely thinks that she also needs a copy of Emily Dickinson because if you change yourself enough, boys will like you. Of course. That's how it always works. <laughs> Giles does, by the way, agree with Owen's assessment of Buffy not being much of a reader. It <laughs> suggests more talk of vampires might be a good idea. And of course, Buffy's worried that her outfit makes her look fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the cafeteria, Willow lets us know that Buffy has a type. Owen, it seems, can brood with the best of them. <laughs> and if you've watched the show, which you should have, we yeah. know that Angel really has honed his brooding Brooding spells. is his thing. It is. <laughs> He just likes to sit in the dark and brood. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Probably with his Emily Dickinson. <laughs> he, he, he likes the existentialists. Oh, he does. Remember, That's true. Le yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lest I forget. <laughs> Willow is fully supportive of Buffy trying to date a guy who's completely wrong for her, and this will also be a pattern. <laughs> uh, Xander is disgusted by cafeteria food. He um, also has a big mouth announcing to the cafeteria that Buffy either lays or slays at night. <laughs> Oh, Oh, Xander. Xander Xander is not so much impressed by Owen, and we agree. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Xander, nice call. Buffy's heart is not impressed (laughs) with Owen. And while it's true that Xander does have have some jealousy issues and all that kind of thing, uh, he's right. Yeah, he is. (laughs) He's also right about the next objection he has to Buffy's dating (laughs) prospects. So, yeah. That's also true. See, Buffy's heart is pretty right on track. Yes, absolutely. Like, we can really watch Xander to kind of know what's what. And when he's, there's a certain kind of jealousy he exhibits where we know that he's just being jealous. And that's actually kind of an indication that maybe Buffy should investigate. Mm-hmm. Um, but typically when Xander has an, a flat out opinion about something, 
He's right on the money. He is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little tricky to separate the two, but we're going to work it's on true. it. Yeah. Well, that's because um, it's so well acted. Yeah. You know, like he's not sitting there being hand-handed about oh, this. Oh, yeah. Well so. acted, well written, beautifully done, um, and gives us a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffy's shadow self, or, you know, <clears throat> Cordelia, <laughs> and Buffy are both interested in Owen now. <laughs> Owen mentions Soylent Green because, of course, he does. Owen and Cordelia is, uh, wearing an equally flash yes. outfit, I might add. <laughs> kind of so similar nice, and different yeah, at the same time. Yeah, it's one blue, one's blue and one's green, yep. both tight. I <laughs> know oh, Cordelia's is tight. So Buffy's may or may not make her look fat. <laughs> yeah, um, like you could yeah. ever make Sarah Michelle Gellar look fat. <laughs> never, never could. Not possible. <laughs> Even fat couldn't make her look fat. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, so, it's uh, true. They, they obviously just neither one of them is meant to be with Owen. True. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Owen is not so much in- interested in Cordelia and asks Buffy if she'll meet him at the bronze. Willow continues to be extremely excited about the Owen situation, and Buffy and Willow run into Giles, who has uncovered a lot more information about the Order of Aurelius. And naturally, it isn't good. It's a violent and disturbing prophecy. Giles has found the same passage the Master is reading, pretty much, and has diagnosed a bad case of prophecy-itis that will break out <laughs> that very evening. <laughs> She got the prophecy fever. <laughs> I got the, I got the prophecy. Out of <laughs> Buffy is not pleased because she's a teenager and needs to date boys who are wrong for her. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do. <laughs> I, I can't. I have no room to talk. <laughs> Giles talks her into heeding his dire warning, and we cut to the cemetery where absolutely nothing dire is happening. Seems all Giles has done is bore the Slayer. (laughs) And again, we see the first example of something interesting. Um, Buffy dresses how she feels about slaying that day. Mm -hmm. So in this, she's wearing Tigger. She's into Tigger. She bounces like Tigger. Yeah, she does. She (laughs) bounces away like Tigger. But yeah, so she's wearing like on the bottom, it looks like good slaying pants, but really on the top, like that is not a slaying coat. That's you a know. vampires will probably laugh at you, Coach, totally, because you look yeah. adorable. Absolutely. Like, oh, yeah. it's a cute little So, and we start to see this happen. Like, she seems to go home to change into something even fancier um, yes. before she slays. And then when she's feeling less like a slayer, she dresses a little bit more dowdy. Um, so you can just kind of track how she's feeling about the slayage uh, with her outfits. That's an excellent point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they conclude that. Giles has miscalculated and they bail. But first, Giles warns her about personal relationships not going so well with the whole secret identity slayer thing. And here, gentle listeners, we have our very first and certainly not our last comparison of being the slayer to being a big old queer. (laughs) (laughs) Buffy reassures Giles that she won't wear her button that reads, I'm a slayer, ask me how. For our gentle listeners who are not queer or are younger, the original button reads, come out now, ask me how, and usually has a rainbow on it. (laughs) Giles reads the relevant part of the prophecy again, and he was just sure it was tonight. And it is! (laughs) We cut cut to a bus filled with seemingly normal people, except for one. Uh, Here's some personal info for you, gentle listeners. I have a little medical condition, which is not epilepsy, uh, and it makes driving a tad too dangerous for me, so I don't even have a driver's license anymore. Uh, As a result, I have been a regular user of public transportation since I was in college, and of course... When I was in college, there were still dinosaurs, so you just hop on one of those. But 
<laughs> the reason I'm oversharing about this is that I think I've been on a bus with that crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, after spending a certain amount of time on public transportation, this sort of loud, bugfuck, semi-religious rant would, <laughs> wouldn't even get my attention long enough to look up for what I was reading. <laughs> Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, crazy guy manages to freak out the folks on the bus, including a little kid who will be important later. Uh, Buffy arrives at the bronze and sees Cordelia, that sly little minx all over Owen. Also, again, wearing a super flash outfit yes. against Owen's drabness of drab. Very drab. Like, we couldn't even tell when Owen would change outfits. Like, is no, that the like, same outfit he wore I'm yesterday? I'm sure he wore the same gray t-shirt the whole episode. So. Like, it might switch back and forth from crew to v-neck to crew. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and then he wears, like, blue or black or gray over that. Or, yeah. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> yeah. It's really bad. He's just a drab kind of guy. Uh, Owen doesn't look terribly thrilled about this because... Um, okay, I can't think of any good reasons to have a problem with Cordelia Chase feeling you up. Well, it's, it's interfering with his brooding time. But it's Cordelia. She's I hot as hell. brood with a boner, okay? Cordelia's super hot. Just Owen, just go with it for fuck's sake. Well, maybe there's something about Owen we don't know. Okay. Even people who are not so much into women would love it if Cordelia Chase was feeling Okay, that's true. It <laughs> might stop her at a certain point, but still it's like, damn, she's hot as hell and she is touching me a lot. <laughs> that's true. And she is objectively hotter than Buffy, I think. Yep. Yeah. A charisma Carpenter, yes. Is well, yes. Hot. She's a yes, very, she very is. hot person. And Cordelia... <laughs> this is my own personal preference. I like the bad girls, man. Uh-huh. I don't like the I'm I'm cute and innocent and look at me, I'm buffy, I'm just all adorable. I like I like I like me some women of substance. So <laughs> <laughs> duly noted. <laughs> Gentle listeners, if you know a bad girl in your area. <laughs> they have to like girls though. I don't want this whole rejection thing anymore. <laughs> Good point. If you know a big old fl- <laughs> Uh, cut that part out. If you uh, <laughs> <laughs> like assassins would be fine. I don't have any moral issues with that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so Buffy and this will happen again with Angel and Cordelia doesn't notice how un- completely uncomfortable Owen is and splits. <laughs> uh, back on the bus, crazy guy continues to pontificate about sin and righteousness. A vampire hops out in the road and makes the bus crash. The bus driver is clearly not from Sunnydale because he goes out in the road to check on the guy with the fangs and the freaky well, no, vamp he's not face. From Sunnydale, he's bringing people into Sunnydale. Well, from the airport, <laughs> just an airport okay. shuttle. It's his he's first got, day on the job. I, I think he's his first day in Sunnydale. Yeah, yeah. So, like any other bus driver would just, just driven that fucker over. Oh yeah, They're you like, just keep going. Oh yeah, this is not yeah. a human. Like oh, that's a vampire. I'm yeah. just gonna run him over. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And they would live in their van, or they live in their in their bus. Yes. So the vampires couldn't get in. Yes. They just have like a comfy and little, not like, invite them in. Anyway. Yeah, like a little Murphy bed or something. Well, and, you know, and that would actually be pretty easy as a bus driver because you would just open the door and anybody who came in, not a vampire. Anybody who stayed out there, vampire. Dude, and then you call Buffy and she dusts yes. them and you're done. Oh my god, we need to move to Sunnydale <laughs> and open a business. I don't think it's around anymore. Oh, because <laughs> Buffy's done living there. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> so. So yeah, he goes like, hey, are you okay, um, Mr. Crazy Guy with the vamp face and the fangs and jumping out in front of the moving vehicle? So bus driver's toast is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, um, he's it, totally redshirting himself right now. Yeah. In fact, everyone on the bus, including Crazy Guy, is now vamp food. 
at school. Um, even Xander is confused about why Buffy ran off instead of like saying hi to Owen or whatever. <laughs> Buffy says that she wasn't able to make up a reason for being late and didn't have to. That didn't have to do with her being a slayer. And I'm not sure why this is. Maybe because her mind was still in the graveyard or at home having a brandy or something. Like, how about my mom wanted me to finish my homework before I went out, Buffy? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Xander and I are so on the same page here because he suggests that flat tire would have been a fine, plausible thing to say. Except she doesn't have a car. <laughs> Yeah, but still, Owen doesn't know that. Well, no, but the flat tire is also like when your shoe comes out of oh, the right. heel. And then that, that can, be, if you buy shoes that are like a little bit too small, that's like a situation. It's true. That's like a long, especially if you're not wearing socks, like that's a whole thing. <laughs> and honestly, so. anything would be better than what she says later. So. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so, Buffy is becoming rather aggressive about this whole thing, I have to say. Yelling at people at random and... I don't think it's the Slayer part that makes Buffy seems cra- seem crazy. Uh, Xander point out, points out that Buffy is a cute girl who could have her pick of the guys, but Buffy only wants Owen. Now, Owen, <laughs> to his credit, has pulled off the mysterious guy thing very well. However... <laughs> no, he just listened to that Sarah McLaughlin... He just listened to that Sarah McLaughlin song, like, Building a Mystery. Yeah. <laughs> like over and over and over. He took notes. I, I still have PTSD from Sarah McLaughlin and its association with the show. I know, so. yeah, like, you know, lives in a church where he yeah. sleeps with voodoo dolls. Yeah, I think that's actually... He won't give up the search for the ghost in the halls. Wow, is that about Drusilla? Maybe. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... But I'm thinking what's really happening here <laughs> is that Buffy has fallen into the trap of liking a guy because other girls, like Cordelia, like him. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, this is not the last time we see B- right. Buffy want something just because Cordelia Absolutely. wants it. Not even by a little bit. And of course, on the other side of things, uh, Cordelia has also fallen into the same trap because Buffy <laughs> likes Owen and it will just go around and around and around like that <laughs> until one of them hops off the merry-go-round and the other one will realize that she didn't really like Owen anyway. <laughs> Is it a queen bitch circle jerk? At this I point? believe it might be. Here we go around the prickly pear. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy can't even really describe what she likes about Owen. Especially because when he shows up, he's wearing gray and check it beige. <laughs> Not even tan. It's like beige. It's like Owen, oh, just wear a white shirt underneath, yeah, dude. Come on, come now. on buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Owen finds Buffy and he wonders why she wasn't at the bronze and she comes up with an excuse that is just about the worst thing ever and also makes her look extremely stupid because she can't read a clock. <laughs> Buffy no, they don't have any. <laughs> and and she can't look out the window to see like if it's dark or light. Oh my god. Because like that's confusing. <laughs> then seriously, Buffy, Xander just gave you a good excuse like two minutes ago. <laughs> I think Buffy needs to go hang out with Giles and have her mind recharged or something. It's fucking A, Buffy. <laughs> Told you guys I was going to yell at Buffy. <laughs> uh, Owen rather rather patronizingly explains to Buffy how analog clocks work <laughs> and lets her borrow his pocket watch. Of course he has a pocket watch. Yeah, I, I love pocket watches. I, I really, really do. But, I do. But, but the way he does it... But if you have a pocket watch, you don't give it to nobody. No, you don't. Like, uh-uh. No. <laughs> Especially somebody who apparently can't tell time. Yeah. I don't think she and I don't think she ever gives it back either. So. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> okay, we have to watch for that too. I don't think she does. What if it is it like in the Slayer Chest of Doom? Oh, that'd be is awesome. It, is it in a drawer or something <laughs> like that trophy? she opens it's, <laughs> it's like a serial killer trophy. <laughs> like a Buffy's dating experience. <laughs> I don't see any point where she'd give it back. <laughs> she no. Oh my god. She doesn't give it back at the end. No. <gasps> 
gentle listeners, gentle listeners, if you have seen a point where Buffy gives back the watch, please. please. Or if you've seen a point where there's a pocket watch that looks mysteriously like this pocket watch, please tell us. Please, pretty please. We really want to (laughs) know. So uh, we discussed in the podcast about teacher's pet how. Buffy's human interests tend to damsel her. Owen doesn't really do that because, as we find out later in the episode, he has a bit of a death fetish. But he certainly doesn't have a problem treating Buffy like she's the dumbest human ever, does he? True. So he diminishes her in a different way than the other human guys do. So go, Owen, I guess. Yeah, well, this is the second time he's called her stupid. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the second time Buffy has thought he was just normal for doing that. That's true. Oh, yeah. thanks, oh, Owen. Oh, I'm stupid. This is what girls must be like. <laughs> oh, also, uh, before we get too far into the scene, mm. check the crap in Xander's locker. Oh, yeah. Xander always, anytime Xander has his locker open, look inside of it. Mm-hmm. The set dressers had a field day. And there's different stuff every time. Yeah, every which is the best time. Part. It's just like, <laughs> it's always <laughs> weird and morbid. And there's a big fake hand in this one, and he reaches up at one point and he touches it. Yeah, he like adjusts like, the like, fingers. Just make it to the fingers are just right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's like a practice gesture. Like, this is just what he does. <laughs> and uh, Xander looks sadly at his own watch, which is awesome. Don't it let is. anybody tell you that watch it's is not awesome, Xander. Watch. It is and fantastic. And it goes with his outfit. How many boys can coordinate like that? It's a like great that? watch. Yes. Mm. Yeah, seriously. Interestingly, uh, the way Xander looks at his own watch in shame also reflects what Buffy is feeling at the exact moment. So very nice use of Xander as Buffy's heart there. <laughs> Buffy asks Owen about Cordelia and the groping, and he says he wasn't into it. So they agree to meet at seven. Everything's yeah, that's great. Fine. Everything's yeah. fine. No, you think okay. I'm stupid and stuff, She's and I can't grab you. Like, never mind that he could just say no. <laughs> right. He could say course, no, Cordelia. We do see later that Angel really can't say no to Cordelia either. <laughs> like, despite discomfort on his face, he kind of just does whatever. <laughs> In exactly the same situation where Buffy yeah. bails again. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But, you know, she's Cordelia. Yeah. The dating slayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy is happy again, and Xander is not. Uh, Giles is also not terribly happy, and Buffy throws a million reasons at him to get out of slaying that evening and bails before he can object. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with Giles that Buffy is a little strange. <laughs> <laughs> In the master's pad, the master is impressed with his minions and their work. He shows off the barrier that's trapping him in case any of us are joining the show late. Uh, He also scares a minion, but he was just getting a bug off of him. Oh, the master is so helpful. (laughs) I love him. (laughs) In Buffy's room, Buffy is trying on outfits in front of of Xander and Willow, and Xander is trying his best to sabotage her efforts and also get a peek. Willow is, of course, really fine with the dating thing. Oh, my gosh, she's so fine with the dating thing. Yeah, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. It's almost like she's trying to vicariously date through Buffy, so she doesn't have to or something. Just a little bit. Just I mean, she's Buffy's, Buffy's spirit, and Buffy's yeah. spirit is really up about this whole thing and will That's be true. for the entire freaking show. That's true. <laughs> no yeah. matter how wrong the guy is well, for her. <laughs> Buffy has a really romantic spirit. Yes, she does. Yes. And, uh, the, and a romantic spirit that def- desperately wants to be human yes. and have a human boyfriend. Just be a girl. Just be a real girl, which is so offensive but you know yeah but you know it's buffy definitely has that side to her and they represent it beautifully with willow very true (laughs) xander tries to ogle buffy in a mirror but you know the clumsiness doesn't help and i've been (laughs) i've been there (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, giles shows up with proof that his prophecy reading abilities are accurate five died in an accident with fire and ashes buffy is not interested because she has a date with oh, the boy. And also, at this moment, I love it. But all the, the boy Scoobies, is at the front the boy, door. Oh, the boy's at the front door. <laughs> but first, all the Scoobies are wearing blue and green. 
Oh. And Giles shows up wearing red. Interesting. He's wearing a red vest. But then Buffy puts on a pink coat. So he is at odds with the Slayer and her various parts, yes. being her mind. So the uh-huh. mind is at odds with the heart, spirit, and Buffy herself. Yes. And then she concedes a bit. A little, and she puts on a pink coat. Which is kind of telling us that eventually she will come around to his point yes. of view. Her pager, also pink. Well, of course it is. It's <laughs> Buffy. Of course. <laughs> so Owen is impressed that Giles is so pissed off about what are apparently Buffy's overdue library books, even though we all know that Buffy does not have any overdue library books <laughs> because she does not read. <laughs> <laughs> Owen, for all of his saying that Buffy is stupid, is not the brightest bulb either. Just oh, going to no. put that out there. Pot kettle what? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Xander and Willow pull Owen aside and Xander tries to do the thing where he tells Buffy's date that she's, un- she's uh, afraid of kissing and other kinds of physical contact. <laughs> Buffy and Giles argue about how she wants to be normal and how being a superhero who saves people is totally cramping her style. <laughs> Giles relents and Buffy Buffy utters the immortal words, if the apocalypse comes, beep me. And 90s technology is so adorable. It is. It's so cute. <laughs> Buffy and Owen leave and Giles tells Willow and Xander that he's going to go investigate alone. Willow thinks that they should go help Giles and Xander is thinking more about stalking Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> At the bronze... Yeah, Owen oh. doesn't like Emily Dickinson for her slant rhyme. He just likes it that she's morbid. Great. And Owen. as we know, he must like Buffy because of that, too. Because death is Buffy's gift. Yes. <laughs> if he knew that, he would stalk oh, her. Oh, man. There'd be a ring on that so <laughs> fast. Seriously. <laughs> Give me your gift. I want to die, too. <laughs> Whatever, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> so Owen also tells Buffy that he thinks most girls are frivolous, don't you know? They only care about dating. Oh, Buffy sexism. is <laughs> Yeah, I know. Isn't that deep? <laughs> and Buffy is really, really, really trying to seem interested, but her mind is literally on other things. They show this clearly with Buffy checking her pager <laughs> while Giles is out fighting vampires. Yes. <laughs> so they dance. Owen is reasonably observant and has noted that Buffy seems like two totally different people. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Cordelia and her posse storm in, and Cordy tries to cut into the dancing, but Owen and Buffy send her away. Giles arrives at the funeral home, and uh, the scene is cut fabulously like a horror movie. It's great. And uh, he is immediately surrounded by vampires. Giles' reaction is, damn. <laughs> and then he, he grabs a cross and repels the vamps and runs inside. <laughs> He's very stiff upper, lip, stiff upper lip about this. Just Damn. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Which hints at us that Giles might not be your typical watcher. Yeah. He, he, uh, he did the thing with capable. the spells in which mm-hmm. he seems... A little scared, but not as scared as you think being surrounded by vampires. Without your slayer. Right. With no slayer and yeah. no help and you're just a human. And we have no evidence that he's ever slain vampires on his own. Right. I mean, we have, we hear tell of uh, simulations that oh, watchers yes. go through. Yes. Not so much the same thing. We've, we, uh, we see another watcher later. We see Wesley and he has no idea what to do with vampires. And so Giles yeah. is ahead of the game a little bit on yeah, this. Yeah. He's really on top of this. Yeah. He and doesn't I think panic. he got that from the, uh. National Museum or the British Museum. No, no, yeah. I, I don't think. That, well, you never know. There might be mummies or something in there. I have no idea. Oh, oh, yeah. Maybe mummies. <laughs> but then I think you just grab the bandage and you pull really hard. And then they're naked and they're so ashamed they run away. <laughs> exactly. And they just want a coat. You put them a coat. And yeah, that'd be fine. And some tea because you're in the British Museum. Of course. Yeah. And then so. they rehydrate and then they're happy. Oh, yeah. And then they're and not they, yeah, And then they just skip off. Be a good solution to the other mummy problem we have in Buffy. (laughs) 
And scene. At the bronze, uh, Buffy and Owen are still dancing. And um, okay, so I didn't date in high school. So is this how it works? Like, do you go out on a dance floor and barely move and stare at each other with awkward conversation, or Um, like, how does it? My experiences with dancing were painful. They were awful. Like I remember with one guy, we actually couldn't figure out how you were supposed to dance. And so we ended but we wanted to talk, but we couldn't hear each other over the talking. So we ended up like pushing our cheeks against each other. So we were like, (laughs) so awkward. (laughs) If you're listening to this, you know who you are. I'm so sorry for that. We should have just left. Um, (laughs) So usually school dances, and maybe this is just a Utah thing. You get dressed up. You show up, you socialize a little while, you spike the punch, you get your photos, uh, you drink said spiked punch, which by the time you get back from photos has been spiked enough to like raise the level again. Nice. And then you bug out to go get ice cream. I can't figure out if I was, if I missed out on something or not. <laughs> no, you really didn't. <laughs> I was at home because studying for my AP test. The, the terrible <laughs> thing is that you have to do all of this with other high schoolers. Right. That's the worst. Well, and... I mean, if it looked anything like Buffy and Owen right here, it's got to be a really no, painful really, process. really, really uncomfortable. And you're not thinking, and maybe this is because I'm asexual. Someone please tell me. But I never thought about like, oh, isn't this romantic? We can be together. I'm like, could I eat garlic today? Does my breath stink? Did I put on deodorant? Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of nervous. These shoes squeak. My back hurts. Ugh, I'm bored. Oh, shit. He's saying something. Say something, that's usually how it went. Gotcha. That <laughs> yeah. makes sense. I was yeah. kind of in this Cordelia school of dating the ha 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 ha. <laughs> Just keep laughing. It'll be fine. <laughs> so not an not an inaccurate representation this scene. No, not really, no. Hmm. I, I actually um kind of also took a page from Buffy in that I found a group of friends that would go play A D and D with me instead of going to dances. Mm. So that's what we did. Nice. Or we would LARP. Don't judge me. Live action role play. <laughs> I've seen Supernatural. Yeah, yeah. I was one of those with the foam swords and the armor and it the, the kind of, I mean, glue on elf ears and the little bean bags that you throw at people while you cast spells. And if it hit them, the spell hit them. And I'm, I, oh, I think it's one of those things that looks dumb but is fun as fuck. Oh my god, it's so much yeah. fun. <laughs> it's, the, it's the most fun you can have in a weekend. Yeah, yeah. That's in fact, kind of what I, it might, like. I might have to go do it again now. <laughs> so much fun nice. way better than like spending the money on like a dress and crappy oh, dinner yeah. and a limo i would think so oh yeah totally hmm. high school kids if you're listening to this first don't uh yeah second, we swear a lot you guys hi yeah hi <laughs> uh second uh larp <laughs> and if anyone teases you hit them with your sword nice not the spell packets <laughs> the more you know <laughs> just imagine the little star thing yeah um at the funeral home giles is trying to find a good hiding place he has no problem hefting a pretty big metal filing cabinet by the way so yeah <laughs> meow sexy uh xander and willow have indeed followed him and inquire if he needs some slayer assistance giles is very very trapped and suggests that they call the beeping thing <laughs> but there's no phone and they run off in search of puppy at the bronze, Cordelia is not impressed with the situation unfolding in front of her <laughs> until she sees Angel. Hello, salty goodness. The immortal words. This So this show has two of the immortal lines from Buffy. Hello, salty goodness. And if the apocalypse comes, 
beat me. It does. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> and Cordy is quite the little predator, isn't she? Good for her. She is. She kind of hits on people like like a boy. Oh yeah. She's you know again we have that gender reversal absolutely happening here. And she's Buffy shadow self. So where <laughs> Buffy is all meek and mild and oh no I couldn't possibly oh, say that I'm I have a brain and stuff. Cordy's like bring it. Yep. Totally. <laughs> That's why we love Cordy. <laughs> Uh, of course, <laughs> poor Cordy is completely irritated when Angel also only has eyes for Buffy. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> Angel's confused about why Buffy isn't slaying right now, <laughs> as are the rest of us. He's also not happy that Buffy's on a date. And, um, okay, not doing poor Owen any favors by putting him in the same frame as Angel. <laughs> no, you're never doing anyone. Like, you put any man in the same frame as Angel or Giles, yeah, and they true. just pale. And poor Owen has spent a lot of screen time with both Angel and Giles yes. so far now. It's true. It's not good. I mean, he's he's a good-looking dude, but not much of a contest, really, because... I no, mean, not even a little. Angel's just pretty as hell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Angel tells Owen that he and Buffy know each other from work, which is totally true. It's very true. <laughs> also, watch Angel's face when Owen walks up. <laughs> yeah. Watch it. A- oh, my God. He gets like, what? I what? Know, like, I almost feel like this was a take that they were planning on, like, like he was just goofing off. They were planning on throwing out. They just kept it because, because it, was, it like, was so good. So awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. He just totally, he totally, like, he goes from, like, like cocky, reserved, aloof angel to, like, this is your date, huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I'm going to get Come him. I'm going to kill bro. that boy. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck you up. <laughs> You will, too. Yeah. <laughs> Xander and Willow run in and try to communicate via touch and smell, rather like ants, that Buffy <laughs> needs to go and be the slayer right now. Okay, please. <laughs> so if you're keeping score at home, gentle listeners, Buffy's mind, heart, and spirit wish she could be go and be a slayer like Pronto. Yeah. <laughs> After- and only Buffy's physical shell is sitting there with Owen. <laughs> right. And the rest of her is like, come on. Yeah. Slay vampires. Vampires. <laughs> <laughs> you are vampire slayer. Slay now. <laughs> After Buffy figures out what's up, she says, bite me and looks directly at Angel. <laughs> which, kind of sheepishly-ish, oh, but not really. Oh, foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> I do love you. <laughs> I love you foreshadowing. I might compose a slant rhyme filled poem to you. <laughs> Oh, please do. Please, please, please do. I might do. Uh, Owen really wants to go to the funeral home with Buffy. As Buffy's making her excuses, we can see Angel very, very clearly between them. Like, literally between them in the background. And the look on his face when when Buffy comes back to give Owen a kiss is so great. (laughs) What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Uh, So, costuming note here. Now it's relevant because we've had them both. So, Owen shows up to Buffy's house in an almost angel. Uh, he's wearing like a blue shirt over the ubiquitous gray tee and then a like dull black blazer, like black velvet blazer over that. And then when Angel shows up, he's wearing a white V-neck and a shiny velvet blazer. Mm-hmm. He's literally more shiny. Shiny. Shiny boy. <laughs> <laughs> and better looking. Yes. And not <laughs> glittering like those fucking Twilight oh, pieces them. of damn it vampires. I would totally stick those bullshit. bitches. She's... <laughs> Oh, uh, gentle listeners, if you want to laugh your ass off, you must go to YouTube and uh, after the podcast. <clears throat> yeah, not now. Not now. But after, after the podcast, you must go and look up Buffy versus Edward. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, do it. It'll be in the show notes. Oh, mercy. It's in the show notes. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> At the funeral home, Buffy is about to get her slayer on and Owen shows. <laughs> he wants to see a dead body. 
and Buffy's thinking he might get his wish. Little do any of them know he was just talking to one at the bronze. (laughs) (laughs) More lively than I thought. (laughs) Just as cold. Yes, still hotter than Owen. (laughs) Yes, even at room temperature, Angel is still hotter than Owen. (laughs) Willow and Xander are left to babysit Owen, which he most definitely needs because he is so excited about this situation. Uh, Buffy finds Giles sharing a corpse drawer with an actual corpse. Um, <laughs> nice job here, as always, by Anthony Stewart Head for acting like he is cold after being in the refrigerated drawer. Yes. Very, very nice. And, which, this also brings up the question. He says, this nice chap was kind enough to share with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> what would you do if you accidentally bunked with a vampire? <laughs> right like, when they were if, turning. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if you just decided to, like, choose this one guy? And, uh, you know, I'm, I keep wondering, like, did Giles test it with holy water first? Was he, like, getting academic about this? Was he just but playing he, the odds? But if the vampire hasn't officially turned yet. Well, that's and, true. And it looks like, I mean, and the other vampire hasn't turned yet. So, it looks like there's a time kind of. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. Time but... factor. So that would really suck if you got in there and you had even sprinkled the holy water on him <laughs> yeah, and he and was, was fine, like, and then he turns. And then all of a sudden it's like, and then, yeah. <laughs> Which, important lesson, gentle listeners, uh, if you do run across a dead body in a town full of vampires, just stake it. Yeah. Just stake that it won't, it won't hurt anybody. The person's already dead. decapitation. Also a safe bet. Yeah. You might get in more trouble for that one. Okay. <laughs> I mean... That might, True. <laughs> that might actually be a felony, but you could probably hide a steak. Just like poke it in there all the way. Yeah. <laughs> pencil. You're just like oh, a tapping pencil. it in there. Buffy does use a pencil. That's true. She does use a pencil. Mm. She uses a lot of things. Or a chopstick. Yeah. Yeah. That would work. <laughs> so uh, Giles is not terribly happy to hear that Owen is there. And uh, <laughs> he's, he's thinking that she's not really doing a good job of keeping her Slayer world and human world separate <laughs> so much. Uh, Owen still really wants to look at dead people. And uh, Buffy finds what she thinks is a safe room so she can put Owen in time out. Uh, <laughs> Buffy leaves and she and Giles continue the search. She finds parts, but no big, scary, possibly anointed vampires of any kind. You know, because the big, scary, possibly anointed vampire they're looking for is locked in a room with Owen, Willow, and Xander. Yeah. And we know that this room is t- potentially dangerous because it's red. This is the first red surrounding we've had in the show. And it's all like like all red, it's right? all red. The whole like, thing. Like red rum. Yeah. Like, it is like the curtains and everything. And then when the curtains draw back and we have the reveal of the vampire, he's bathed in this blue light, which the last time we saw that blue light, it was on the master. So we have this really great, subtle mislead that this is actually the anointed. Excellent. It's brilliant. That's awesome. So good. I love the subconscious mislead. (laughs) So a big scary vamp is thrilled that he has been judged. Buffy hears the commotion and runs off to rescue them. (laughs) Park and Bates. He really is a delightfully perky vampire, (laughs) isn't he? He is so excited to be a vampire. It's kind of refreshing. It (laughs) is, yeah. It's not like the confusion in the kung fu moves. He's just like, yeah. Yeah, This is great. I have been judged. (laughs) (laughs) So he chases him around, and then more vampires chase them around. And uh, the big scary vamp attacks Buffy. Giles goes to her aid, and he gets knocked out. But he also turns on the crematorium thingy, possibly with its head. Uh, (laughs) Owen comes in to save Buffy and actually does pretty well against big scary vamp, I got to say. Yeah, he hits hits a vampire with a bunch of ashes. Yeah, hits a dead person with a dead person. (laughs) Always efficient. (laughs) true yeah <laughs> seems like fair play yeah for sure uh so big scary vamp knocks owen in the head and uh he and buffy throw down he has made the mistake however of telling buffy that he killed owen which unleashes buffy's berserker rage 
<laughs> Xander very smartly does not let Willow correct this little misunderstanding. <laughs> Big Scary Vamp is no match for Buffy's Berserker Rage at all, nor he is a match for the crematorium. Owen, of course, is fine. He's also kind of freaked out, apparently, and has a concussion. Uh, Xander and Willow walk him home, and Buffy is sad. <laughs> <laughs> At school, Buffy is grilling Xander and Willow about Owen's level of interest, and Xander recommends himself as a potential date. <laughs> now nah, that got to happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> Owen appears and, well, he pretty much reveals that he has, indeed, a death and danger fetish and wants to try to get killed frequently. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> like, in the worst ways. Like, it's, <laughs> Let's go to a bar and I'll get beat to yeah, death. Yeah, like, the romance has left the room. There is nothing... Right. <laughs> Nothing even remotely romancy anymore about this. He's just looking for like a guy pal that's bigger than him. Yeah, and he didn't actually see Buffy beat up the vampires and no, stuff. No, so he doesn't actually know that she can do that. Right. He, he just, just wants, wants to go he yeah. wants to go get them both killed. He thinks he's found like another like suicidal crazy person. Right. Ew. Oh my god, I never thought about that. Like he doesn't know that she can beat people up. I always thought he was like, Oh, you could be my bodyguard. Right. I don't think oh that he god. sees any no, of that. No, he doesn't see right. any of that. You're so oh my god. <laughs> so he just he wants oh. to take he wants to take a petite blonde gal into a bar at three in the morning and get into a fight. Because he's never seen the accused, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Was he accused out? It was out, wasn't it? What the hell's wrong with him? Yeah, Yeah, come come with me, petite blonde girl. We will go into a bar. And I'm I'm pretty much, uh, well, I did okay fighting that one guy. But if there are 10 guys, you know, well, you're on your own. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, wow. So Owen's a freak, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, And and Buffy really isn't intrigued by this idea very much (laughs) because she full-on risks her life on a a daily basis, and it isn't fun. Yeah, and also, that is not a way to feel like a girl. (laughs) Because that's what she says on her date. She says, I feel like a girl, and then she smiles because that's all she really wanted out of a date. Right. That's the only thing she wanted. Which is... You know, it's kind of like in in Into the Woods, the musical. If Uh you haven't seen it, go see it. Um, Love it. So, wanting a ball isn't wanting the prince. (laughs) Right. Oh, and we highly recommend the stage production. Yes. Uh, you can get the DVD or it's probably yeah. on The movie, online like, somewhere. everyone did a great job in the movie. Um, I haven't seen it. the stage production is superior. The stage production has Bernadette Peters. It does. Mm-hmm. And that's and pretty I much all you need to know. adore Bernadette <laughs> Peters. <laughs> it's a really good her. show. Regardless of which one you watch, it's yeah. a really good but, show. But definitely, I mean, watch the new one, great, also, but also watch the stage version. It is so mm-hmm. good. And it has Giants in the Sky, which is possibly one of the most beautiful songs it is pretty ever written. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so Buffy dumps Owen. <laughs> she oh, yeah. should. Like a hot potato. Yeah, and she really, she and really doesn't should. doesn't give his watch back. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> I, I want to find that watch somewhere. I know. I want to find it. Uh, so <laughs> Giles stops by and he is, he's very sympathetic to this. His dad told him when he was 10 that he was going to be in the Watcher family business. Uh, he didn't want to at all, so he, he relates. Um, we learned that the Watchers are an equal opportunity employer. Yes. <laughs> employing both nice. men and women. Yeah. Uh, Giles' uh, Giles' father and Giles' grandfather, uh, grandmother on his uh, father's side. Um, very, very cool. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a nice little detail to drop in. Absolutely. And uh, the female watcher presence will become relevant. Oh, yeah. In the future. Yeah, in a scary way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Buffy is worried about getting Owen killed and needs to cut him loose, you know, and she explains that to Giles and blah, 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 blah. Uh, she also apologizes to Giles for putting dating above slaying and 
he's just like, oh, it's fine. They're all cute and stuff. And they are delighted, though, because they defeated the prophecy, except they didn't because the anointed <laughs> one was the little kid from the bus and Puffy indeed does, didn't know him and didn't stop him. And he will lead her to hell. Yep. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so I had, I had some questions after this after okay. this episode. Yes. And I don't know if we'll have the answers. And I kind of I want to do this once in a while, gentle listeners, especially as the episodes start to get more complicated. Yeah. These um, first ones are pretty simple and it's just going to be like this where we discuss it. We discuss symbolism. We get into a couple little themes. Uh, but nothing really concrete starts coming out of it. Right. And and here, and at the end of this one, I was I was left with, so they're obviously comparing Owen and Angel. Oh, yeah. Like, big time. Yeah. Like, Owen, and then he's kind of the cheap version of Angel. They both brood. They both do all this kind of stuff, right? They're wearing they the same like clothes. They both like poetry. Right, right. Yeah. And we don't we don't know everything about Angel yet. I mean, as we've watched the show and we watch it again, um, we see more similarities, of course. But even if you're watching this for the first time, which, of course, you are not because you are spoiled people um <laughs> uh there's obviously they're obviously comparing them they put them oh, yeah. in shots across from each other they put them next to each other in shots all this kind of stuff it's well, very clear they even have on. them compared where he's trying to get her to do what she actually wants to do right and owen's kind of holding her back right and then owen's like no oh, let's go what you want to do and yeah mm-hmm. and it's it's very it's so yeah there's there are a lot of things that they're they're kind of juxtaposing those two um so we know that owen isn't right for buffy Oh yeah, but what does that say about Angel? Is it is it saying that Angel isn't right for Buffy either, or is it saying that Angel is a better version that she should try? I mean, well, see, I think it is that she knows that she shouldn't be with Angel. It's right. obvious; like everybody knows that she shouldn't be with Angel, right? Except for those of you who squee and ship all this stuff, and I understand because they're pretty. They are pretty. Um, yeah. Well, and she doesn't know yet why she shouldn't be with That's Angel. That's true. But there's there's definitely a vibe that she shouldn't be with Angel. Right. And Xander's already expressed a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, at this point, at this point, you might be able to dismiss that as, oh, Xander's jealous, whatever. Yeah, um, totally. But, yeah, it becomes pretty clear that, that no. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, we know he's older. Right. He at least older. significantly older. Right. Um, you well, I don't know, not think like we... eighteen. He's like in his twenties. Yeah, we don't know the exact age that that uh, Liam was turned, but we can. I think we can guess it was in the early twenties or so. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, old, old enough for it to be statutory rape. That's for sure in Definitely. California. And um, he's kind of danger man, and she doesn't know why she's attracted to him. Right. So, so I think that what it is is she's you know like okay so when you're craving chocolate but hmm. you don't want to eat the chocolate. And you end up eating everything that's kind of like chocolate adjacent until you finally just give in and eat the chocolate. Uh-huh. I think that's Owen. Gotcha. I think this is showing us Buffy trying not to give in to the temptation of Angel. And I'm gotcha. kind of making this up right now. So I like it. Yeah. I think it's just, it's showing us Buffy's subconscious really searching. And even everybody's like, oh, that's not right. right. You know, it's like, I mean, yeah, you know, when you're craving a food and then you try to eat something else. Like, you want mac and cheese, so you eat a piece of cheddar. It's not the same. Right. You just end up eventually caving and eating the mac yeah, and cheese. Yeah, totally. So you just, you know, you don't want to go to the store. You don't want the calories or for, for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. Or, yes, to use a future metaphor, cookies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cookies. The cookie dough. Oh, the cookie dough metaphor. It's yes, it's delightful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Yeah, I think I think you might be onto something there. 
Okay. Gentle listeners, if you have anything to contribute. Yeah, help please, us out please, on this please one. Please let us know. Because I, I mean, I still can't tell if the show is, is, is like saying, hey, they should be together and it's all epic and romantic and stuff like that. Or Buffy is making a horrible decision and this is a really bad idea. <laughs> I don't think the two are mutually exclusive. I think, I think that's true. I mean, it's can't you have something really wonderful and tragic and it has to happen in your life? I mean... Well, yeah. I mean, it's... I, I would actually say that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> you would be very qualified yes, for that. I am you know? So yes. I think maybe it's all just kind of supposed to happen the way it's happening. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she's looking for something else. She wants the broody guy. She wants the guy who leans into danger. She wants the guy who wears the velvet coat. Right. Um, she wants the guy that other people want. And Cordelia wants Angel, oh, yes, as we does. see in this episode. So now we know that... Buffy's completely in the clear to go so for it that. Is, it is game on. She can have that now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, and uh, do you think that, I mean, a lot of times with shadow selves uh, and Cordy, Cordy being Buffy's, um, a lot of times the shadow self wanting something is an indication that the, that the protagonist um, should not go after that thing. I'm not 100% sure they do that full on with Cordy. Um, yeah, I mean, they did it certainly with with so far in the show they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she she wanted to do. They both wanted to do cheerleading, and since Cordy wanted to be a cheerleader, then Buffy should not have wanted to be a cheerleader. Um, and uh, same thing with Owen. You know, Cordy wanted Owen, so Buffy should not want Owen. So it's it's possible they're doing exactly the same thing. That's true, but with cheerleading and Owen, Cordy got there first. Owen, they may have gotten there at the same time. Well, I mean, but, but she danced with him first. But oh, Buffy's she, she definitely kinda... in with Angel way before Cordy. Very true. So at this point, Cordy's wanting Buffy's leftovers. Very true. Not the other way around. This is tricky. It is tricky. We'll have to mull it over a little bit. And yeah. See what the next few episodes bring. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we should watch Buffy's shadow selves to see if they can reconcile the truth about Angel. Oh. Uh, to become all on board with her being in a relationship with him or not. I can tell you one of them isn't going to be so happy about it. <laughs> and that would Gee. be the most important one as far as this equation is concerned. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So. All right. We shall leave you until next time, gentle listeners. Exactly. Any thoughts, please send them on. Please do, because yes. we are going to be even more confused later in the show. Uh, so much confused. <laughs> so much confused. <laughs> <laughs> but please, please, please send us your ideas. Send us your thoughts. We're also trying to figure out what angel represents to Buffy, and we are having a hard yeah, time. Yeah, like, so we have all those shadow selves and everything. If you have any idea about yeah. what angel represents in the Buffyverse to Buffy, to himself... Um, I mean, I have a couple ideas as well, but I want to hold off yeah. uh, for that discussion for a few episodes. Yeah, our ideas um, are swirling and sometimes contradictory in our own heads, and yes. so it's very tricky. So, exactly. so be thinking about that, gentle listeners. We will talk about it a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I believe it's two episodes from now. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and send us your ideas. Uh, this is, after all, the Diogenes Club podcast. All members are exceptional. Peace out, bitches. And scene.